everybody, uh, without further ado, I'd love to introduce Ray Wood, the co-founder of Jiggler um, and Locked On for today's Better Agent series. I really appreciate um, coming from the other side of the world in Toronto, Canada. Um, for everybody who doesn't know you, Ray, could you just give us a quick 60-second synopsis, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get straight into it. Thanks, Will. Yeah, well, I'm a former uh, real estate uh, agent and business owner from Paran, uh, Melbourne's inner southeastern suburbs, and um, my brother David and I started started our business, Wood Brothers, back there in 1990. So I sort of I grew up in the country, moved to Melbourne when I was about 20, and uh, just fell in love. So um, I came to Canada when I was... Uh, boy in my 40s so um uh, there was some family situation and uh being with my kids and that sort of thing but it's um it's all worked out really well i miss australia on a daily basis but uh it's it's uh, it's lovely to be and those of you who've been to canada will know uh, what a beautiful place it is so similar to australia in fact so so yeah that's my story fantastic mate and um so just getting straight into it. Um, so you obviously have a, a whole host of businesses that you run, but they're all real estate related um, and they all kind of intertwine with each other. So just tell us a little bit about um, Jiggler itself. How did, okay. how did you come okay. up with well, the name? Well, um, well the, the, my, my business partner, John, and I came up with the name because um, I don't think it's any secret that uh, the the other company I'm involved uh, with is a, a CRM called Locked On. I'm a partner at Locked On, and um, we paid uh, an obscene amount of money to uh, to secure that domain name, LockedOn.com. Uh, so when it came to uh, once bitten twice shy, when it came to picking a trading name for our next company, we had to pick something that uh, that was available and still on the shelf. So that's where the name Jiggler came from, and um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have some partners uh, that are much smarter than I, uh, and um, and John very creative. Uh, he's our he's the he's the brains behind all our design and stuff like that. And and John um, John said he was we were fiddling around. He said let's just call it Jiggler, and um, and then he said and we'll call our designs Jiggles. Um, <laughs> so so that's that's kind of where it came from. It's just look, it's a stupid name, but it's a name that seems to have stuck. And um, close to ten thousand agents now in one hundred and forty countries. So, uh, and a lot in Australia. And I should just mention that um, uh, I'm, I, and it's interesting being away from Australia and New Zealand. Will, but um, the world views Australia when, when it comes to real estate and real estate marketing and ideas and stuff like that. The world, specifically probably North America, views Australia and New Zealand very, very, very um, uh, impressively. We are. We have a reputation for innovation, um, and you've got to look at. I think I don't know. The last time I looked, Canva was worth about five billion dollars. So, uh, a company out of Sydney started by a lady called Melanie Perkins from WA. So, we uh, we have we have this reputation for um, doing stuff differently, doing stuff very very well. Uh, we set a lot of trends, and um, we have a big following uh, internationally, which is interesting. So, um, but. Jiggler, Jiggler was uh, my my first company was is, is Best Agents, which which I still have uh, and and love and and we have hundreds of uh, of members with exclusive territory right around the country, Australia, New Zealand, and starting here in the US and Canada. Um, but one of the one of the big frustrations I had was I'd come up with a great idea and I I was fortunate enough to, to write and publish a book called How to Sell Your Home for More and I, I'd come up with with ways to promote it and then I'd speak to other agents in other areas and. And try to get them to promote it, um, and they'd say, "Well, send me some of your ideas." So I'd, I'd send them an idea, but they were mashing around on on WordPress and stuff like that, and it became very, very difficult. So we needed a 
real estate dedicated platform to create a lot of these templates and these ideas and it's just blossomed from there now we have hundreds of templates and and like i said we have a, a huge global following and it's um it's uh it's amazing to be able to make a contribution to to help people um win more listings and make more sales i mean a good idea is a good idea and marketing principles don't really change so um you know we can all look good but i'm interested in the phone ringing like you know, somebody woke up in, in uh, some, anybody listening to this, somebody woke up in your area today and decided to sell. If they didn't call you, it can only be because there's no relationship. No relationship. So yep. I'm kind of interested in how do we start those relationships and, and what's my USP, you know, what's, uh, what's my unique selling proposition, what's different about me. But that was, the, that was kind of the genesis for Jiggler. Okay. So what we love about you and everyone at Jiggler is your creative use of words. Um, and as okay. we all know, you wake up in the morning and your inboxes are just filled of crap. Yep. Tell us and give us some tips on how do you create an email where someone actually scrolls through all the junk mail that they receive and actually want to open up that specific email? What are some tips for our listeners? Well, interesting question, and we could dedicate the whole the whole session to this to this one topic. And I'll be I'll be as brief as I can, but. I think that you've really got to have some major empathy with your target market and face a few facts. And a few facts are that not everybody is going to read your message. You know, anything these days over 20% open rate is considered, is considered great. Um, and uh, you, can, you, can, you can try to do different things, but um, one of the things I love about, about Locked On, our other company, is that you can actually test, you can see the open rates and you can target, you can say, okay, I'll use those keywords, I'll use that phrase, I'll use that topic. And that and that got me a good open rate. So I'm really big. Every time I write an email, I take I kind of look back and see what's going on. And you know, the last four or five months now that COVID's been going, I'm kind of looking at how do I it's obviously a topic, it's something that that my real estate people are thinking about. How do I make that connection in a tasteful way? You know, what can I what can I look at doing? Um, an email comes back to the subject line, Will. So if the subject line engages me and has given me enough reasons, I'm going to open it. Um, so here's a couple of things. I like, I like asking a question. Yep. Your question is great. Um, anything that you can do to engage, like a keyword. Uh, avoid, avoid anything to do with money and the word free because that will just spam you straight out. And one of the things that, um, that, works really really well and i don't think enough people do is is use somebody's first name in the in the um in the in the in the uh subject line what am i trying to say yeah yep. so um so something like uh did you see this work all right so you're going to go well what are you know what what are marketing's biggest motivators chance of gain and fear of loss right so i don't want um, you know i've got matching fomo i don't want to i don't want to miss out so that's something that I might take a look at. Um, once they get into it, you've got to supply awesome value. And if you don't supply awesome value nowadays, you're just going to be, um, you know, people are going to unsubscribe. And you know, people unsubscribe from my list every day. I've, look, it used to kill me and I, you know, I was upset back in the day. Um, yeah. But now um, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. I can't be all things to all people. Um, and if you, look at a, if you look at a presidential race, you know, like the, the uh, Somebody will will get will become kind of outspoken and hit on topics to uh, he's going to attract a certain crowd and he's going to repel a certain crowd. So you don't need to be controversial, but 
All you need to do is, is yeah, engage and add, add as much value as you, as you possibly can. That's the short and abridged version of getting an email open. Yep. And I know as a um, subscriber to you in, in years and, and months gone by that I was the same. I'd, I'd open up most of your emails because it, it inspired me to do so. I felt I was going to miss out on something if I didn't open it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I can certainly, um, from a personal point of view, that rings true with me for sure. I, I um, also like the idea, Will, of, of and, and thank you, um, I like the idea of, 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 of being part of your target's conversation. And, you know, so... So what are we thinking about? But you know, the, the, the English language is such an amazing thing if we, if we use it properly. It's kind of raped and pillaged every other language in the world, but um, uh, we, you, know, you, just, you just kind of uh, swagger in and, and steal a word and use it. But we have that opportunity with English. And, and you know, I've got to tell you, year 10 were two of the hardest years of my life. So um, I'm, not, I'm no English grad or, or anything like that. But, um, I like to. I love to read. I love. You know, I'm engaged by good copy, and I think it's so important. And it's worth practicing. And you know, you've got to start somewhere. And it might be junk. Um, and it, it might. I'm sure my first emails were terrible, but you kind of improve on them and, and you keep trying. So the the important thing is to start and just be yourself. If you're sending emails, you don't need to send a lot of copy and use some images nowadays. That makes a big difference. Yep. Okay. Now, um, a recent blog on your Jiggler outlined six engaging um, advertising ideas to increase sales. Yep. I don't know whether you remember those, but um, hopefully you're the one that wrote them. Can you outline them again for our listeners? I, I do. I do. These are, these are kind of vaguely around it. I actually went searching for that email, and it's a variance on, on some of the things I've done before. And it's actually a really, good, a really good way to get a point across right at the start. So, you know, five ways to do this, seven, seven things you should do before you sell your home. Um, 11, 11, you know, um, gold medal uh, email scripts or something like that. And I should mention, speaking of email scripts, that I've put together a package. I don't know if I sent you the link. You did. I was going to leave that till the end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've yep. got, I've got some, I've got some pretty cool goodies to share. So, um, firstly, I think uh, my number one uh, or engaging ad advertising idea is follow the formula. And the formula is almost for anything, and this hasn't changed for centuries. Is an engaging headline, right? So the headline should really target what you're trying to do. The first paragraph should should stir that up, aggravate it. Um, then you solve it, right? So however, I have this idea. However, my best-selling book, How to Sell Your Home for More, will help you blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, then you prove it, right? And the proof is social proof, normally in the form of a testimonial or somebody else who's, who's done it. And then finally, the call to action, the CTA. Um, you've got to have a great CTA uh, and um, then you summarise everything in a PS. So that's an old form letter, uh, but we do that now with what we call squeeze pages or landing pages, don't we? So we've got all of that copy. Um, what you used to read in a letter, we're now reading in a, in a, in a web, on a web page or something like that. So that's number one. Number two is put yourself in, the, in your target shoes and invest in the relationship. So, you know, I've got this theory, you're familiar with the iceberg, syndrome, right? 10% above the water, 90% under. And I've got this theory that, that most agents will just focus on the now sellers because it's, it's, that's, you know, they want, that's the real estate heroin. Right? They're looking for the quick fix. Um, the top agents, and I think it's like less than 10%, will focus on the 90% under the water and that takes a little bit of time. So um, I think that you should be setting yourself up, whether it's with Lockdown or, or whatever software you're using, but set yourself up 
to get the best system in place that you can to really engage with great copy and, and, and good value. So put yourself in, in your target shoes. What are they looking for? Okay, it's COVID. There's a lot of people out there who would probably love to sell at the moment, but uh, don't want a stranger in their home for whatever reason, right? So, um, you know, I know there's different things going on in different places and different different degrees of, of uncertainty. And we really, like, a, you know, like I say, we don't know how this movie ends at the moment, but that's something that you can really appeal to people on. And I've got some of those letters uh, in, the, in the giveaways that I'm offering as well. Um, I think in your layout, and we've, we've focused a lot on this in Jiggler, less is more, keep it really clean. Uh, the, the typical thing, the, you know, the, the, uh, the rookie marketer, I guess I'd call him or her, fills every blank space up with something and some call to action. So I don't think you, I don't think you want to do that. You want to have something that looks clean and make it easy for people to, 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 um, to, uh, to read and to understand and to comprehend. And you don't need a lot of copy, right? So um, I'm noticing a trend at the moment. Instead of your gorgeous HTML, and I'm probably the guys at Lockdown are probably going to kill me, but you've got the, you've got the um, opportunity to do this. Um, just write a simple email like, hey, Will, how's it going? Or whatever, you know, like not all of this HTML. Because nowadays when I see all the HTML, Unless it's a marketing one where there's lots of properties that are, that are offered for sale and I've signed up for it. But if it's an engaging email, don't throw logos and stuff at me. I'm not interested. Just give me the copy and just tell me what, what's going on because I'm getting a million other emails in my inbox every day. Um, so keep it, keep it nice and clean. Number four is a simple but powerful call to action, right? So uh, the CTA, um, uh, the, the, the call to action is, uh, Call or text me for more information. Call or text me for a market update. And just keep it as simple as you possibly can. If you want this deal now, this is what we're doing this month. Um, so you can give it some exclusivity around that. You can give it a time limit. Um, you might be offering something like the agents that offer copies of my book. They only have a certain number of books to give away at a certain, in a certain time. So that's pretty powerful. Um, number five, build and follow your funnel. I'm huge on the funnel. So just imagine, and I know we, we might get into this later, but Imagine a, a funnel is, a, is, is, is three parts. At the top is the leads, in the middle is the CRM, at the bottom is the listing process. So um, build your business around a funnel. Bring your leads in at the top, show a lot of love and engagement and add value with your CRM. That's where you're really reaching out. And, um, and that's where you also share your unique selling proposition. And finally, number three is the listing. What's your process? How are you bringing them on board? You have a virtual listing, pre-listing kit. Uh, I think the number one thing before a listing is, and, and not everybody might agree with me on this, but I think I've proven it to be correct, is, is uh, if the potential seller can see some testimonials about you or can learn a little bit more about you before the, the presentation, they're going to be more inclined to be pre-sold on you and your presentation is going to go better. So that is number five. And number six is build what I call a can't say no offer um, or what I call an offer stack. And an offer stack is you get this, you get this, you get this, you get this. It's the old kind of, it's the old equipment, but wait, there's more, you know, there's this, there's this. I mean, the reason they do that and the reason that that's so effective is because it works. And we can do that in real estate as well. We can offer different things. Uh, we can we can really go out of our way to offer um some very special features that people can buy into and, and make them more inclined to, to work with us. So 
as far as marketing goes, yeah, that's my, they're, they're, they're the six points. Yep. Um, and I think they're all fantastic. I think um, they, they ring true to me. Um, less is more, keep it clean. Um, I think they're uh, really good tips. But you mentioned CRM. Um, and yep. when I was an agent, it's kind of what I built my career around was having an effective use of a CRM. So I'm going to ask you a question that I kind of know the answer to, but why is it so important to build a, an effective CRM, do you think, as a real estate agent? Well, if you're, here's my answer, and, and I think it's, um, uh, there's probably a dozen answers to that, but here's, here's my answer. Um, I'm all about the money. If I'm spending money bringing leads into the top of my funnel, and I've found, here's Will Ainsworth, he's thinking of selling, selling. Mr. and Mrs. Ainsworth are thinking of selling. Um, I haven't been to see them yet, but I'm working on the relationship. Now, reaching out and making that connection with the Ainsworths has cost me money. So am I going to protect that investment by really ramping up my, my potential client care um, and my CRM is sending them text messages, hard mail, email, um, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone, uh, I'm using social media as well. So I'm doing everything in, within my power. I'm not annoying them, but I'm adding value all the time. So, um, you know, we've got this <coughs> brand new feature in, in Locked On called Triggers, which has been super popular. And that's something that, that, you know, certain things trigger different actions. And, it, you know, we've got this amazing opportunity with technology now that we can, um, that we can really automate so much, you know, and, and make it not, not contained and we can personalise it. So um, back to the funnel, bringing them in, the CRM's your next point. That's where they get to really know you. That's where they get to know and understand, you know, like they're making a decision. I'm going to sell. Is this the guy for me or the lady for me? And if so, why? They're looking for evidence as to why they should they should use you. So a um, lot of lot of reasons around that. I, I I actually think that the CRM is the is the is the engine room to your whole business. Yeah. Everything sort of comes and goes out of that. Yes, you've got to have your leads and things coming in, but your CRM is vitally important. I remember um, once again back in the day, it was four weeks ago, so it wasn't that long ago, but um, <laughs> looking at the numbers in my database and doing some analytics behind it, um, each piece of data that I had as clean data in my database was worth $1,100. There you go. Um, yeah. And so when we're out door knocking or cold calling or doing something that we weren't really that keen on doing, all I had to look back and say to myself was, if I get another 10 bits of clean data, it's worth eleven grand." Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that. You, you might, you might, see that 10 grand in a year, two years, three years, but that was how we looked at it. And we even broke it down to phone calls and it ended up being about $22 per phone call that yeah. you, that if you made um, in the day. So once yeah. you break it down to those numbers, it becomes a pretty easy um, uh, uh, activity to do. It does. I'd, I'd actually take that a step further. And um, Adrian Bo taught me this, um, you know, Adrian from, from New South Wales, from Sydney. Uh, and he said, Ray, I don't focus on, um, listing targets, I don't focus on listing presentations, I don't even worry about sales. But the only KPI that I'm interested in is the number of contacts that I have in my database and naturally the quality of care that, that I dish out to those guys. Um, but he, he focuses solidly on, uh, that's the only thing he cares about. So the whole, the whole focus of, his, of the marketing side of his business is around attracting and retaining fresh contacts and um, we'll probably see if he's listening to this, he'll probably send me a message and, and tell me that it's more. But I think it was 30 plus thousand last time I, I spoke to Adrian. So phenomenal at, at getting that information. And hey, we've got the technology to keep all of this information now. You know, we've got, if you, if you and I back in the day had to, 
what would we remember like 10 or 50 or maybe we'd, we'd write them down on a on an excel spreadsheet or and amazingly people still use those um or, or a word doc or something like that um you can put you know tens of thousands of people there and it's all about the numbers if you've got that many people in your database you're going to be as busy as a one-armed truck driver yeah so do you think there is a correlation between the volume and numbers you have in your database? And, and once again, I'll put the caveat there that they have to be clean and, and aware that you exist as a human being. But do you think the correlation of numbers in there um, correlates to the amount of commission you earn? 100%. And I've done that um, back in the day again when I used to do... I remember, I remember doing a big airport office in Brisbane and, and we, there were 11 people in the room and we and I said, can I ask you guys anything? And they said, sure. And I said, anything because I might I might be getting into incomes and stuff. And they said, yep, sure. So we went round the room and we listed um, on a board. We put their names down one side, and then we listed the number of contacts they had, and then we listed the GCI that, that they'd done in the in the twelve months leading up to that. And it was without a word of a lie, it was it was in exactly the same order. Uh, and I've done that a number of times, and very rarely does it differ. Um, so obviously we're in the, um, in the midst of, um, COVID-19 and, um, some people are working remotely, some people aren't. What are your thoughts about agents working remotely and whether there's some merit to that, um, as a successful agent moving forward into the future of working remotely? I always worked remotely, even when we had our office in Koran, I would, I would do a lot of my phone prospecting from home because, um, there was no interruptions. There was no other stuff going on. I encourage everybody to, to um, yeah, find your space. And I'm the sort of person where I can't have any music or noise going on in the background because it just, it just, you know, a lot of people love that. I, I can't. Um, so I needed that privacy. I needed that silence. And, and I needed that, you know, I'm, I'm so easily distracted. I needed to, to knuckle down and do that. Uh, and also when I'm writing, I need the same, same idea. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that getting in and, and chunking, chunking down on your work and, and getting it done. I'm also a big, I'm a big fan of the theory that we actually, I, I call it binge working. So nobody works a thousand miles an hour, 25 hours a day. You know, we, we, we go hard when we go hard and that's kind of the nature of our game. And then we, and then we have our time off. And, you know, like um, it's so important in real estate to, to get that, to have those times, especially when you've got a young family. So um, if you can get more done, uh, in, in less time. I mean, that's our that's our most precious commodity is time. So, and if that means working from a home office, I, I would advise everybody to have a home office and get as much done there as you can. It's nobody else's business what you're doing. If you're if you're working for a boss and you're productive, your boss should be your boss should be pumped that you're uh, that you got the discipline to get in and and, and make your calls and prospect and work your time and do your so That's my view on that. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree, by the way. Um, so what are your top tips for agents sort of getting back into the swing of things? Um, I was going to say post-COVID, but no one knows when that'll actually be. But let, let's let's talk tomorrow, today. What, what are the top tips for agents to um, get out there and actually feel like they're um, being successful within their own business, within a business? Um, I, 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 want to, I want to say something, and I, and I don't know if I'm right, but I'm going to make, I'm going to make a prediction. I, I think this is going to be with us for years, not for months. I sort of thought that right at the start. Um, there is a lot we don't know about about this about this disease, um, and we don't we don't know the the, the uh, economic ramifications. We don't really know the health ramifications. We don't know if it comes back. There's just there's just so many unknowns. So 
let's deal with the knowns. And, and the knowns at the moment are that a lot of people are concerned about it. Um, I think we need to pivot very, very quickly. That's why we've rolled out of the marketing updates and that sort of thing. But, you know, we, we don't cut hair, we don't bake cakes, we don't work behind the counter. We are blessed to live in real estate because we can quickly adjust what we need to do. I mean, a lot of what we, what we have is up here. A lot of our, a lot of our data is online. You know, you could, if I was, if I was an agent in your area, um, uh, or, or you were my age, and I could call you and say, "Hey, Will, um, you know, like we've been here for four months. What you thinking about a move? Uh, what's our house worth? And, and you know, give us some advice." So, I think, I think, in fact, a lot of people are thinking like that. Um, there's, there's another thing that's that's starting to come to the fore with people spending so much more time at home. The number of people regularly checking into their Facebook account and social media media has gone through the roof, right? So. There's some, there's some great opportunities to catch eyeballs there with the right message. So, um, look, like you say, like you say, I don't know how the movie ends, but um, I think we need to be really empathetic and understand that people are very fearful about this, um, especially the elderly. Uh, but, you know, everybody is vulnerable. We don't know how it's going to affect us. And I don't want to be flippant and smart and say, you know, well, yes, we can do this on a, um, you know, remotely, but Basically, we can. There's a lot that we can actually do. You know, there's no reason why. Um, what 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 we've been doing with the virtual market updates is that if we if we as the agent need a little bit more information, we're grabbing the opportunity to establish a bit of rapport with our seller, and we're doing a Facebook, um, a FaceTime meet, and we're getting them to show show us around their home. You know, what are the things that they like the most? What are the areas they like the most? And it's I've done it a couple of times, and it's um, it's a really interesting experience, uh, and it's 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 very safe. You know, people people do have concerns, um, and I think it's something that we can we can look at offering and just to have that empathy and, and put it out there. So I think as far as as far as COVID goes, I think it's going to be with us for a while. I think it could be potentially with us for a long while. Um, I don't really see the big perspex screens in supermarkets and all of that sort of thing going away soon. So I think a lot of those things are here to stay. I mean. You know what? I've had a phobia about about touching the touching the door on the on the shop, for, you know, I'll roll the sleeve down and do it like nobody's looking. I'd be a, a, a germaphobe or whatever, but you don't know what you're touching, and I don't I don't want to get sick. So I think a lot of people are thinking the same. And like now it's out in the open, we've got an excuse to be careful because um, you know there's like I said, there's so many unknowns. So focus on what we know, and uh, and just be mindful that um, this is not over. Uh, uh, hopefully it will be. And I mean, just interestingly, just in the side, I think I think fatalities in Australia are, are a little bit over 100. Um, we have a population of Australia 25 million. It's only 36 million here in Canada, and our fatalities are heading towards nine or 10,000. Um, right. So nothing compared to the states. The states is a grass fire out of control at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see. And you know, we our economies uh, are so linked to that, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how, how everything goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dean, um, who asked the previous questions, just said, "What are your thoughts on video email, um, especially in this current uh, remote environment that we're in at the moment?" Um, I'd trial it, but I'd keep it really short. If you if your first email goes out to your database and it's five minutes long or, or something like that. Um, people aren't going to open the second one because they're going to go, if I click on that, I'm going down a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down, regardless of how good the content might be. The, um, 
smart money at the moment with Facebook is, um, and this is interesting, if you're, if you're marketing a property or listing, you just stand out the front and say, hi, I'm Will Ainsworth with ABC Real Estate. I'd like to welcome you to 123 Jones Street, which over your shoulder, like there's a little bit of a tease in the camera angle. Fabulous family home, looking for a fabulous family. If you think you, if you, think you might be a fit, let me know. Um, and then you can super your number over that. Again, one simple call to action, right? Um, and that video has got to be under 13 seconds. So that's, that's the calibration of what, of what uh, is going on with video at the moment. But video is also dramatically uh, outperforming uh, images as well. So yeah, trial it, test it. And, and you know, don't let perfect get in the way of great. Just get out there, have some fun and, and do it. You know, if you're a bit, if you're a bit vulnerable and you're a little bit awkward, like we all are, um, your market kind of buys into that. You don't, you don't need to be a, an A-rated Hollywood movie star and deliver an amazing performance. You know, if you, if you can do that, good luck to you. But just get out there and, and have a go and don't forget to smile, by the way. I built a career on being an idiot and making mistakes. Um, no, well, it's, there the, you go. it's the purple cow thing. You know, you stand yeah. out, you do a raw video and everyone else is doing these polished professional things and you got your background the other way around and people laugh at it <laughs> and you go, you know what, I'm a human being, we all make mistakes, but let's just get on with it and have a crack. And, and guess what, I'm a decent human being, but I'm a good real estate agent and, and yeah. that's going to get so much more cut through than the professional polished stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um people pick up on that vulnerability and they see a little bit of themselves of themselves in, in that. It was interesting, a few years ago here, we had a mayor um, called Robbie Ford, who, um, who a lot of people loved. The guy was a crack cocaine addict um, and unfortunately got cancer and died. But there's a, you know, a consensus that, it was interesting as a marketing example, there's a consensus that if uh, he had a state, he probably would have uh, won the mayoralty again. So, um, you know, not everybody's a crack cocaine addict, but I think a lot of people saw, you know, some of their vulnerabilities in him and they thought, you know, not everybody is perfect. That's an extreme example, I know, but not everybody is perfect. So there's nothing wrong with putting, with wearing your heart on your sleeve and being that little bit vulnerable and, and just putting it out there. Just get some good lighting. You, you, if you can smile, here's three things. Good audio, that's why I use this $600 microphone. Good audio. Good lighting um, and smile. Good, I like it. So going down more of the personal um, avenue, I've got some rapid fire questions I've got for you. Oh, so okay. um, I hopefully hopefully you didn't read them before we sent them through because I want to hear them just come off the top of your head. But um, okay, what's something you've spent a hundred bucks on and it just continues to return exceptional value? Less than a hundred bucks. Um, Not your microphone. 100. What about my Ovation guitar? Got it from a uh, pawn shop in uh, in Toronto, and um, for eighty bucks or eighty five, I think it was. And um, I priced it later; they're over five hundred, so it's a beautiful guitar. Use it all the time. I'll take that. Good. I'll take it on the road. <laughs> now, um, what's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve would be people who say the proofs in the pudding. Because the saying is the proof of the pudding is in the eating. People say it all the time. Oh, Ray, the proof's in the pudding. I say, you know what? It's actually not. So, yep. Yep. Well yeah. said. <laughs> um, what, what's a book that you've read that's changed your life? And it can't be had um, to be home for more. I've had this question a couple of times lately. And there's, there's gosh, there's so many books, Will. Um, I love to read a book 
called uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss or Tools of the Titans because I can pick it up. He's got maybe hundreds of, of different people in there and they've all written a couple of pages and so many amazing personalities and he just, uh, he just picks the gold out of it and uh, totally inspiration. Yeah, I've read it myself and yeah, you, you're right. You can just pick it up and flick to you any Keep going back to it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I Absolutely. do. The orange cover. Yeah, I love it. Um, if you could trade lives with anybody in the world, who would you trade it with? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, uh, Paul McCartney would be one, but I think I'd have to say at the moment, I'd love I'd, not not the whole life, but I'd love to swap for a, for a few days. Elon Musk, that'd have to be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, controversial one, but Donald Trump. Is his brand a stroke of genius or is it something else? Uh, that's a bit of a leading question, isn't it? Yep. Um, well, I, I think part of it's genius uh, and and don't kill me for this, but, but but whatever. But he put himself out there and and I think it's probably well known that he tried to win the presidency uh, or he started marketing just, just to boost his own brand. And before he knew where he was, he was there. And the more controversial things he said, um, the more support he had. So, you know, I, I don't even know whether he's going to win this this upcoming one. But again, the power of difference. Put all your politics aside, and 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 yes, I know there's some comments, etc. But but as a marketing lesson, focus on the power of difference and having the courage to go there, which he did. Um, and I think in real estate, we should have the courage to go there. We should stand for something. As I say, the person who stands for nothing will fall for anything. So I think it's so important to stand for something that really, really matters to your client. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's given us all a bit of a marketing lesson, regardless of what you think. Yep, well said. Very neutral, but your opinion was valid. Um, what's your favourite quality in a, in a human being? Mm. I would probably say emotional intelligence because um, not everybody has it, but... We all like to think we've got a little bit, I think. Um, and uh, emotional intelligence has got nothing to do with, with you know, qualifying for Mensa or anything like that. But um, I think it's probably important. I don't know whether it comes from your DNA or from your parents or maybe a combination of both, but it's just, it's just that ability in your periphery to know what's going on, to be able to pick up and you know, read between the lines and read the look on somebody's face. And, and I just think in our, in our business of real estate, which is kind of all I think about pretty much, but um, it's such an important, it's such an important um, uh, asset to have if you, can, if you can study it a little bit. And I, I think it's really worth thinking about. And, you know, being a listener and asking questions. And if we can, if we can engage somebody and, you know, like who doesn't who doesn't love a listing presentation? We've spent all our time and effort to bring them into the top of our funnel. Our CRM's been hard at work. We've been on the phone, and suddenly they've referred us somebody or they've said, "Hey, Will, it's your lucky day. We're ready to sell. Can you come and have a chat?" I mean, don't you love that? Don't you love the the listing presentation? I used to I used to get so nervous because there was so much writing on it. And I'll just say one thing. Um, and this is why I think the pre-listing and, and all of this and this process in the funnel is important. If you win the listing, let's say let's say your fee for service is ten grand. I don't like the word commission because it implies we're getting something for nothing. 
let's just say your fee-for-service is $10,000. If I win the listing, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to get another one or two in the next 6, 12, 8 months, isn't there? So that's, we work on that momentum. Mm. So that, that winning the listing is a $30,000 proposition. Isn't it worth going to a little bit of trouble to make that happen? Like a pre-listing fit, like, like exceptional client care, like engaging your client, sharing your USP with them. Conversely, if you miss out on that, it's a $30,000 loss. So, uh, you know, we can't, we can't all win the listing, can we? But we can, uh, we can try hard and, and put things in play to make it happen. So, um, anyway, your, your question was, uh, what's the favourite quality? And yeah, emotional intelligence is my answer. Yeah. And, um, you know, the saying, I think John McGrath says it, that, um, that to win a take-all business, there's no, there's no money for second place. Um, no. You miss out on one or 2% margin and you get zero. Yep. So it's, um, yep. it's a pr pretty compelling that's, industry. But. That's right. You, you are, if, you, if you lose something, you know, add another 10 grand onto that exercise because you've just, you've just basically sponsored your opposition. You've, yep. given them a, you've given them a deal and they're going to get the 30 grand. So, um, you know, whatever, and, and you know, um, our buddy Tom Panos talks about commission breath and, and he's 100% right. You've got to be so careful. Uh, and it's not about that. It's just about adding value and, and getting into the discussion on, on their level and really understanding what it is that they're looking for and asking those really cool closing questions. And I've included some amazing closing questions in that freebie that I'm offering everybody. So, well, that's um, to draw on as well as we bring this to a close. Um, Ray Wood, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time. As I said, I know you're on the other side of the world and it's getting late in the day. So, thank you so much. And for the freebies, um, everyone watching on Zoom, Facebook, we so much appreciate your time, advice. And you and I have been meaning to have this interview. Funnily enough, you were meant to interview me for years and years and now the tables have turned and I'm interviewing you. But thank you so much for your time. Well, it's my pleasure. I'd like to line, I'd like to line up an interview with, uh, with you for my podcast, Top Agents Playbook. So let's uh, make that happen in the next month or so. Congratulations on the move uh, and go Cats.